Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light, and I want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at ResonantTruth.com. Today on the Soul Can Count is called Yellow Solar Warrior, and it is the ninth day of the Yellow Star Wave Spell. And it is the Resonant Moon Day 19. And I'll bet you can feel it. So here's the really good news, I think. I think this is universal or cultural that this last few days has really brought into focus how each of us can step up and be purer, how we can have some aspirations that are realized. I just think that we have all these expectations on January 1st that we can change everything up and make the decision to be better and a purification process is supposed to happen and that it it doesn't click in right away. Like there's um, too much resistance to just suddenly like swerve from all the holiday partying and mayhem and over work that happens in the middle of a winter season. So we're not effective at our resolutions and aspirations. But because of the Mayan count and the 13 moon year, as we move deeper and deeper into the resonant moon, a place where a lot of purity happens, we get there, we achieve it been talking to some friends and I've been feeling this lightness in myself being unburdened and here's my perception of why because this is not a very embodied time (laughs) so we're not dealing with a bunch of immediate karma we're kind of hollowed out and channeling something bigger than ourselves That's why the purification happens. We get rid of our own material or material that wasn't ours that was clogging us and it gets flushed out in the resonant moon. And that we, yeah, are just bigger than ego right now. So there's a lot of higher mind and higher motivation. I'm just really happy about it. I'm happy to have this... um, moment where it feels like I could really stick the landing, you know, okay, this is good. These things that I've been wishing for a long time are in place. And I can't tell if it's all elusive, and it's going to leave soon, it's transitory, or if this is part of the march of our 13 
moon wave spell where we're just moving in the direction of uh, elevation and ascendance and I am going to feel progress. So if you're a newer listener or you need the reminder, I guess I will just say that the resonant moon is the seventh moon of 13 and there are 13 moons in the year. The natural time year, which is based on a Mayan origin story, is um, always an equal length month, uh, one after another. So instead of uneven month lengths, they're all 28 days long and they're called moons and we're in the seventh moon, we're in the middle of the year, not the beginning, and it's the seventh moon of 13 and we are rising, we are moving toward the sky and everyone who's like a regular listener or has some bearing on this can feel it in my tone here. that I'm not very grounded. I told you, I think we're more like filament or we are a vessel for things to course through us. And it's great to get a break from our own stringent personality or I know our behaviors. Like I just am feeling liberated from them. So I just celebrate that. Let me try to steer us back though um, to some basics. Let's start with the wave spell that we're in currently. It's the yellow star wave spell. And I think that the hallmark of its twofold nature is very much uh, in place. One is that we want to beautify ourselves, our surroundings, and we see the beauty in both. So when I'm talking about purity, I'm just like quitting caffeine. And I am also eradicating some other things that I imbibe. And it's because I don't feel beautiful. I see big dark circles under my eyes and my body's worn out from a long slog of hard physical work. And so this is when I'm rewriting the script here in the Yellow Star Wave Spell. I am all about like, what is it going to take for me to relax and feel like a gemstone? You know, it's not about feeling like a Barbie, but feeling like I'm a natural wonder, just like the stars in the sky and the flowers in the fields, just like you are, you know, I'm not trying to be special. I'm just trying to join the living representation of divine beauty which I think is very wave spell oriented. And then there's also this warlike behavior, like, oh no, don't you do that. We're going to get into it. So I have that also that I can reflect on, like, ooh, these sharp little spats. And um, particularly on this yellow solar warrior day, which makes sense, right? If you're an if you're a long time listener and you can kind of track through the 13 tones in a wave spell, you know, then we get to the solar day. We're almost to the, like the fruition of a wave spell. The planetary day tomorrow is the highest peak of a wave. So what happens in the solar day is a lot of fiery sun-like behavior. 
and it pushes us up that like last little climb. And it also is this moment when in our like elevated place, if you're picturing again a wave, the wave is rising toward the sky. And when we get high enough on our watery mountain peak, we can talk to the sun. That is the whole archetypal depiction is that we talk to the sun because we have been lifted up so high towards the sun and the sun is our representation of divinity so whatever you want to call it you could just call it the sun or the sun god or creator or god only but as we get higher and higher here we get more rarefied and we get to have that clear eyed um expressive moment with our sense of divinity and it's fiery it's powerful it's enlightenment so that's happening right now and it's happening in the tribe of yellow warriors so i just think it's very perfect that when you're in the yellow star wave spell and everything gets really fiery and accelerated and deeply connected to creator it is making us into warriors in that moment this moment of like the ultimate connection being lifted up in the yellow star time is when we are warriors. And that correlates to the wave spell having something to do with war. You know, it's not the wave spell of war, yellow star isn't, but it's a call to war. That's what the star is. Venus is a call to war in this ancient culture. So when we step into their footprint that they left us, when they like lifted off due to famine and colonization, they left us a path, a calendar that we can follow. And when we follow it, we feel our way into that, even though it's like an ancient thing that there are warriors that feel called to war. Um, but we do right now. And I'm. it's been tricky, you know, like... I live too close to a prison in too bougie of a part of the Bay Area to be like mouthing off to people. <laughs> I'm not thinking I will go into the prison as punishment for anything I do. I, I, it's just more like, you know, you can't be so sassy when you're around uh, people that are supposed to be keeping the peace, keeping order, and they're really sure that they know how to do that best. And they're like, armed and so even though I'm never that sassy where I'd get into a, a big um, amount of trouble a little war I just feel you know again there's restrictions and I have to be careful with how I am um, in the yellow star time I've noticed that so the yellow star time is pretty much ending and so you can just be watchful. You can notice how you've been reflecting on physical beauty yourself or where you see it in your environment. Is it yourself that you're thinking about and your beauty quotient? Or is it that you've been in nature and spellbound or been in an urban setting and spellbound by the beauty? I've had all of that, you know. In the last nine days, I've been obliviously... Um, beholding the beauty of nature and 
at the same time, I would have to say over my 22 years of following the calendar, Yellow Star is tips much more towards conflict and that kind of tugging, pulling into conflict than just pure perception of beauty. So I know that I've changed and my uh, perspective changes, but I also think we've changed. I think we've changed. We're more warlike than we are willing to just look at beauty. Boy, that's a, that's a sad um, reflection. I'm going to just do a like commercial interruption because most podcasts have those and we don't. So I'm just going to indulge myself. I just watched a movie about the 1970s. And what I want to point out is that um, there's a 52-year cycle. And that's it. There's 52 years that cycle over and over. And what we follow here, we follow the 13-moon calendar that starts on July 26th. And we follow the Zolkin, which is 260 days so it doesn't start on any particular day and and come back to it it just keeps cycling through but it takes 52 years for those two intersecting cycles one that's 260 days long and one that's 365 to meet again so when you're 52 years old your Gregorian birthday in a month of the year is the same again as your Zolkin birthday. It happens when you're born and then when you're 52 and 104. So 52 years from the beginning of 2023 was 1971. Okay, so we're like in the same time as the beginning of the 70s, which is trippy. I just watched this movie, Licorice Pizza, set in the 70s in California, and it's so recognizable. And I was <laughs> I was just like, you know, the 70s felt pretty apocalyptic. Also, we had Vietnam, there was like a, an energy crisis, and people were talking about the problem that we didn't have enough gasoline, etc. And people were really tripping out and there was a huge rift in the culture and there was civil unrest and there were sex, drugs, and rock and roll and it was super chaotic. And I think having grown up in it as a child, it felt pretty out of control like the world is burning. So I'm enjoying just thinking about this parallel track of beginning of 2023 and the beginning of 1971 and just that we're going to work our way through a replication of those decades in the next handful of years. And so that was the end of the commercial interruption. So the Yellow Star Wave Spell is finishing and Thursday is the last day of it, but it really finishes when it's wave breaks so let me just walk you through this like monday we have the planetary day red planetary earth tuesday we have white spectral mirror when the wave breaks and it's a white mirror day which is about human sacrifice so that's always a heavy interesting uh energy field to enter then we have blue crystal storm um, Wednesday and then Thursday is yellow 
cosmic sun. It's a portal day, and it's the final day of the yellow star wave spell. But more importantly, it's the final day of the Zolkin. So the Zolkin, of course, just like an Ouroboros snake eating its tail, of course it just starts again the next day. It's not like the end with any finality, but it's the completion of a cycle, and it's very akin to completion of, of, of a human being in utero and being ready to be born. And it's it's also similar to how we celebrate New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Like just it's a shorter amount of time than in Earth's year, but it's still something that we can feel put to rest and then new evolution entering our lives. And that's happening Thursday into Friday. Friday is the beginning of the new Zulkin. And, you know, I have a friend who is a yellow solar human, and today she's the guide, so I'm using some air time to <laughs> tell you where she's at from her perspective. She has figured out ahead of the astronomers that there's going to be numerous meteors hitting the planet on Thursday, which is also Groundhog Day, which was, she thought that was syn- synchronic. And I took her a little bit seriously, not in that I feel like the astronomers would know if this was going to happen. It's kind of where I'm at, like science is pretty refined. But were it going to happen, I thought, well, that's cool that it's happening on the last day of the Zolkin, you know, the end of the Mayan calendar. Once again, a lot of talk about what happens when the Mayan calendar ends. Well, possibly, she's saying that there will be giant tsunamis to the point that whole coastal states will be underwater. I mean, what a way to go. (laughs) My clarity is that I want to be part of the death wave that leads the apocalypse, like the first wave of sacrifice. That's when I want to go. I don't need to be like a survivor. She's heading out into Kentucky where there's no water, you know, to decamp and build like using um, survival skills, build a life there. Like, that's not me. I'm I'm willing to go. So maybe I'll be washed away on Thursday. When I heard her, she texted me. She was also texting to me that other people were suggesting she see a psychiatrist. I was just thinking about her being a yellow human and it being the yellow star time and just like, what is all this? And resonant, what is she channeling? And... I don't really have any answers except from a non-New Age perspective, mental illness is increasing its potency in each of us. You know, I have my own diagnosis and (laughs) way of dealing with it. And it's just gotten so heavy in the last five years in terms of watching people be really destabilized by all the demands that are reverberating through our lives the demands on us, exhausting us, accelerating us, turning us into um, automated beings, mirroring our computer networks. Um, Just, I think, it feels like one of her wires is fraying. So that's a yellow solar human perspective. Um, See how your week goes. I just responsibly want you to have that perspective. (laughs) No, I'm I'm not being sassy about her, being heartfelt about her, but 
I guess I'm being a little bit sassy in the aftermath of the, you know, the Mayan calendar ended December 21st, 2012. You know, I've been writing about that and reading about what I wrote previously in my book and just being like, yeah, they really do. They really are attuned. You know, we are feeling ourselves in end times. And some of you know, I was going to be a mom again. There was a big plan around that. I lost the child in utero and I don't, I don't really want to do it now. I think that that, um, sense of like, well, why would I though? (laughs) Why would I introduce a child into this world? And how could I keep a child safe, even the way I grew up in the 70s, which was totally unsafe, but feels nostalgically quaint compared to what kids are dealing with around screens and so forth. Okay, so wait, where's the astrology? Am I not just holding forth right now? Uh, The only other real astrology piece, I kind of circled to that already when I was talking about the resonant moon is to kind of just help you get ready for this like two different transits. We're finishing up the week in the West. I spoke of last podcast for the resonant moon. And so things are going to slow down and solidify starting on Tuesday. And this last gasp of the retrograde, Mercury retrograde, um, shadow that follows the true retrograde all of that's washing away now and so we are in this deeply psychic time and spacious aerated time and lots of really cool stuff is coming to us and through us it's really special the resonant moon is a special time and it will culminate it'll culminate over the next nine days literally but uh, next Monday it'll be done. It'll be moving into the galactic moon, which also has the flavor of stillness or slowness. So it's not going to be a dramatic shift. But we're just in the resonant moon and enjoy your psychic ability and enjoy a break from being like a material girl in a material world. Um, meaning enjoy a break from your corporal existence as you're more in your spirit space. And then the other transit is into the new Zulkin, which hopefully I'll talk about much more fully as we truly launch later this week. But just a kind of reminder the next wave spell is the red dragon wave spell. So yellow star is when we become stars. Let me tell you that story. (laughs) So the 20 tribes start with red dragon and over 20 days they finish at yellow sun. So it's a journey from birth, which red dragon is the picture of us in the primordial soup that is also being in the womb or the ocean where all life evolved from. So it's the very beginning stage of of physically being, of being sentient. And then yellow sun at the other end of the journey is when we ascend and we are um, just part of light field. We rejoin the light field. So like if you think of the Maya, when they mm, 
Well, let me explain it this way. So every one of our lives, we start from a spark, which is like our soul self that is just um, sunlight. And then we take a physical form that becomes like the soul fire of ourselves, but we have a whole physical journey over our you know, decades of being alive, and then we rise to the light when we die. Like, there's no heaven and hell here. Unnatural time, podcast, Lisa Star. Like, there's no split when we die here. Everybody turns to ether. There's no destination. That's just how I see it and s- sort of spread the, the news here. Then, if you wanted to think of the Maya... Um, well, the wave spells that we go through aren't like yellow sun is the last day of the Zolkin, but it is not the last wave spell. The last wave spell is yellow star. So another way to look at this journey is that we start in red dragon with birth and the final wave spell of the 20 is when we become stars. And that's what the Maya did. Okay. So that's, I have like very literal imagination, very childlike so you can all be like, why, why is she sounding so dogmatic about something that can't be proven? And it's just because I know that. So it's a little bit of acting, pretending that it could just be f- absolute truth that I'm, I'm sharing. It isn't. It's just a poetic theory. You know, it's a lyricism that you start... Um, the red dragon represents the crocodiles and the swamps of the Mayan territory. So you start crawling out of that for your earth life, for your earth walk. But then when it's time to go, you're a star, you're a star being. And I really love that because when I am teaching or talking about the Maya, I'm absolutely separating in my imagination the indigenous people that are still alive in the Mayan territories. I am always in my mind comfortably talking about the ascended Maya, which is the star people, the Mayan souls that um, don't have bodies on earth. They just live in the sky. We commune with them, especially during the resonant moon. And what are they communicating? They're communicating this calendar. That's what I mean. They're giving us this calendar, particularly the Zolkin calendar, to follow. That's what they're sending from the sky, not a bunch of personal messaging like, I think you should invest in this, or um, it's a good time. I mean, I'm just saying they're not our fortune tellers. They're not about modern life. They're telling us about their ancient life, about their story. That's what they're doing. They're just tutors for us to follow their um, lesson plan. And they're star people. And I think we get to be star people when we, like here on Earth, we get to feel more star-like closer to the stars and elevated off this planet by following what they teach. So I think that's great. That's a lot of what I say. Um, Although I've been a lot more comfortable in my skin lately. But a lot of what I say 
that represents kind of my struggle over my lifetime. It's just like I don't feel comfortable here in this human world, meaning the earthen realm that we have overrun and occupy. And it's, I'm not like a super purist. I just get super anxious and I don't know how to do it and I'll feel apart. So what's nice about the calendar teachings is that that becomes okay, you know, because you live here in your body and your society and you have your friends and you love it here and you hate it, but you're in it. But then you have a calendar, which is a spiritual path that gets you thinking about things that are a lot older or a lot broader or more muted. They're more muted now. Like we don't spend a lot of time thinking about eagles and um, talking about death and just thinking that the days, the tribes that, you know, they're so basic and elemental and natural. And so it's a good thing to return our thoughts to. It kind of calms the body down. So I think I'm done trying to extrapolate a big moral vision from the Maya. I just when I revisit my own writing um, to edit it or republish, which is what I'm doing now, I, I feel that there's a quaintness to talking about indigenous worlds because the the Instagram lens has penetrated every corner of this globe and turned indigeneity into something commercial just by how we walk on earth, you know, with an invasive recording, kind of like it's a different way of stealing. They used to say, like, don't photograph me, you steal my soul. And so we... (sighs) go all over the planet and put it in our social media feeds and it's I think it's made for less mystery but there is a mystery to the Maya in the sky we can't get there it's all conceptual it can't be proven documented and that's what makes it actually like both safe and exceptionally um, energizing like what you can't be um, put into anyone's feed. Okay, I love this. And a lot of what I'm complaining about is just, it's an unconscious thing. Like, oh, it feels really good to have something that isn't about our modern world. It feels really good and safe and calming. And I think the purification part of my resonant moon as I'm living through this third week when things are rapid and intense it's just like what would it be like to just simply abandon 85 percent of my internet use and to not be a spectator looking at the world through that personal iphone lens so i don't know if i can pull it off or if it would last past this moon but i have like late gregorian year resolutions emerging just like no just only books and magazines instead of streaming and I don't need to know every 
everything that's happening in the world that's in the news. It's too painful. It's excruciating. I don't want to shut my eyes to it, but guess what? I've seen it before, you know, at least in that filmed version. And it, it is sickening, disheartening, and uh, it's pretty hopeless. I think for those who have listened to me for a while, like, you're not going to get solutions here. You know, that's, there's no solution that I'm offering. Like, if you do this... We can change the world. If you do this, we can change your world. The Mayan teachings as I experience them are just about being um, both really honest about what's happening and being really inclusive so that you, you go through shadow and light. You don't say, I don't want the shadows. But I just think that our um, the feed, what we're being fed culturally, has turned into only shadow, you know, only darkness. And I'm not Pollyanna. I just, we, we need a different kind of balance. We used to be in denial of so much. And I think now we are um, in denial of, I don't know what it is. Again, I don't offer solutions here. <laughs> I can't fix anything. I can't fix myself, but it is worthwhile to um, use the natural time calendars that I love to talk about to be with what is and what is will include I think just a perfect kind of yin-yang balance of in harmony of dark and light and it doesn't happen at one time it's an overall that's why we follow through the whole cycle because there will be dark patches and then light returns and I will be hopefully able, I've lifted a lot of burden off myself lately. I've been through a lot, lifted a lot off. I think it's possible that um, even though it's a star time and f- things feel sparked and illuminated and it's the finale of the Zulkin and it's her finishing touches, I think it's possible that I can um, make sure that we remember to look at the light part of life here. I don't think I'll drag anyone down. That's that's my personal prophecy. Okay. Well, I hope that was useful. <laughs> Last time it was a yellow human day when I podcast. Today is guided by yellow human. I had a lot more verbiage, but it's just the humans, poor humans, I don't know if they know how to hear and say what's spiritually true instead of speaking from a more anxious survivalistic human state I am Lisa Star I am another yourself and Mayan we say in the cache